0: We're a nation of hockey, aren't we? But there is an onion being peeled right now. The Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, says he believes it's difficult for anyone to have faith or trust right now in Hockey Canada after learning the latest news about the organization's cash fund to pay for liabilities, including sex abuse claims.
1: When I think about the culture that is apparently permeating the highest orders of that organization. I can understand why so many parents, why so many Canadians who take such pride uh, in our national winter sport are absolutely disgusted by what's going on. And certainly as a government, we will continue to be unequivocal in our uh, condemnation of what we're learning.
0: Hockey Canada has been under intense scrutiny since May when news broke that the organization quietly settled a lawsuit filed by a woman who alleges she was assaulted by eight unnamed players including members of the country's 28-18 World Junior Hockey Team. Uh, that followed a gala in London, Ontario. That's four years ago. The organization has since had federal funding cut off because of the handling of its case. Major sponsors have paused. Now, Hockey Canada has maintained that fund, which comes from membership fees collected across the country to pay for uninsured liabilities including potential sexual abuse claims. Now the detail was included in a July 2021 affidavit sworn by Hockey Canada's vice president of insurance and risk management as part of the lawsuit launched by an injured player in Ontario. So we continue to ask questions and we're starting to get dribs and drabs of information. With us this Tuesday evening is Greg Gillhooly. He is a lawyer, a Graham James assault survivor, and author of I Am Nobody, confronting the sexual abuse coach who stole my life. Good to speak with you again. Thank you for joining us.
1: Well, thanks for having me on tonight.
0: Greg, when this first broke, um, I'm thinking that on the one hand, while a lot of us were shocked, I don't think you were surprised by this. Am I
1: right or wrong? No, I, look, hockey is a reflection of broader society, comma, with a couple of extra problems layered on top. There is hockey culture and a sense that you have to protect your teammates and the team. And the problem that that brings with it is that anytime something happens, whether it's illegal, whether it's immoral, whether it's just out of the norm, there's a tendency to rally around the jersey and the logo and the teammate and not on getting the truth out or doing the right thing. And so when, when situations like this happen in the setting of hockey, there's a real problem. And society has a real problem, hockey has a bigger problem. So I'm not surprised at all.
0: I thought what you went through and what this country went through with Graham James was the beginning of the end of that hockey culture. I don't think so.
1: No, you kind of hope that coming... I mean, when I came forward, I hoped that it was a step forward and that people would uh, see what can happen and they would learn from it and they would clean up their act and they would realize that sunlight is the best antiseptic and that when we find out that we've got a bad coach in our midst, we don't pass him on to the next team or the next province, or the next hockey organization, we call them out, and we act, and we dig for the truth, and we all become stronger and better because of it. But I I think that's naive and pie in the sky, and I think that's kind of what's, what's playing out here. I mean, we're still in early stages, and all we have are questions, but we've got question after question after question. And as you say, we are peeling back the onion, and it's just getting... we're starting to cry more and more, the more we peel back that onion.
0: All right. So now what we are seeing are the spokespeople and the representatives of the players of that team who have been asked the question saying, I had nothing to do with it, or I can't speak or I'm cooperating fully. Um, This is, and as I understand the allegation here, by the woman in question was uh, some of the 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 papers that have been filed said that there this was um, a consensual act between two people but suddenly others came into the room and that's the, the 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 nub of this and so suddenly you have hockey canada settling this lawsuit we find out about this and our jaws collectively drop over this simply because how can an organization do this? And, you know, it's all about protecting the brand. Well, the brand now, uh, as we have seen, as a result of the suspending of funding and advertisers stepping aside, uh, had a major blow here to Hockey Canada, and that's still an understatement. So help us peel the onion, because as a lawyer, you have questions too. Take us down that path here of the questions that you believe need to be asked. And I'm hoping it's a, a parliamentary committee. I'm, I'm hoping it's an organization that can put people down, swear them to, um, to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And then, you know, another process hopefully continues to peel that onion. And at some point we get. Uh, we get a cleansing of this system.
1: Well, let me let me rain on that parade right now. That ain't <laughs> happening. For the very reason that the players who were in that room are not going to willingly tell the story about what happened. Today, we heard from one lawyer, Paul Fenton, who's representing one of the players who uh, was allegedly involved, unnamed, But he effectively threatened the media and said, look, nothing illegal happened. If you so much as intimate that any illegal activity went on or that my client was involved, we're coming after you because the police have already cleared these people. And that's not true. (laughs) There's no... Uh, you are cleared and you, you are free and we have found you to have done nothing wrong. We don't have that standard in law. We have uh, the standard that says, hey, let's take a look at what you did. And if you did is, is bad enough that the state should sanction you, we're going to sanction you. But no one has been exonerated or cleared of any wrongdoing at this stage. But the reason I say it's not going to happen, the, the dream world where we get to the bottom of this, is because if that's where one of the player's lawyers is already, we will never hear from that player again until and unless it's in court. Uh, and that, that's just the reality of it. These, these kids have every right to lawyer up. It's, it's not the moral thing to do. It's not the thing that is designed at getting at the truth. It is a legal defense. And these kids will be terrified tonight when they put their heads to pillows because they know what went on. And, and let's let's take a step back first off, we don't know what went on. We hear today from reports that there are snippets of videos floating around that capture some, but not all of the night's events, and the lawyers are trying to present those snippets as exonerating as showing consent. These issues are are enormously complex and difficult to get at, but what I can tell you is Hockey Canada isn't going to get to the bottom of it. The House of Commons is not going to get to the bottom of it. And even if this goes to trial, you never get to the truth in a trial, you simply get to a legal result. So we're in for a world of pain going forward.
0: Richard, in for Ben with us is Greg Gilhooly, lawyer and Graham James, sexual assault survivor. This puts a lot of pressure on the police service in London, Ontario. Um, And I think that's part of the story here as far as an ongoing investigation, reopening an investigation. Um, Talk to us about that. Talk to us about that process involved in an investigation where it seems um, there was a somewhat clearing, but again, uh, we're not completely sure of that. Talk to us about the criminal aspect of it. And then after the break, I want to get into you know the politics of Hockey Canada and um, how this will proceed in the weeks and months to come. But talk to us about sure. the law
1: right now. Sure. It's difficult for both the police and for Hockey Canada because unless you've got a complainant who's willing to follow through with the complaint, and give evidence, and allow an investigation to take place based upon the evidence that's being presented by the victim, you got a real problem. And so the police in London, as I understand it, were approached by the victim's mother, and there were early maneuverings going on about telling the story, and the police looked into it. But then the police were, were told by the victim, I don't really want to take this any further. And so the police could possibly have done more, but their hands were, were effectively tied by the vect- victim's non-participation. And that's not to blame the victim, because there are lots of reasons why a victim doesn't want to get involved in a police investigation of a sexual assault uh, matter. I, 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 we, we could talk for hours about that. All I'm saying is that the police are in a very difficult position, and now having to reopen an investigation are in an even Uh, more difficult position, again, depending upon how much the the victim is going to cooperate. Hockey Canada faces the same thing. I don't attribute uh, ill ill will or, or anything untoward with respect to the executives at Hockey Canada. I just think they were in way over their heads. They were properly positioned to ice national teams and implement minor league and minor hockey programs. Their background and training was never to manage issues like this. And that's why I think the institution has to be, you know, rebuilt from the ground up. But that's, that's an institutional issue. But as a legal matter, this is an incredibly difficult situation at the best of times. It's always he said, she said, uh, video snippets. Are there more videos? Why aren't there videos of the entire scene? I can't believe that these guys, if they were the type to pull out cameras would only videotape for 20 seconds at a time, there's probably a lot more video out there. And these guys have been talking to each other. And boy, would I love to see the texts between the players as to what they were saying in the aftermath.
0: When we come back, we'll talk about, as we move from criminal to the civil liability here and that settlement, and ultimately what needs to happen at Hockey Canada. I'm Richard, in for Ben. Please stay with us. Richard Kluchey, in for Ben, the federal government froze funding to hockey candidates pending significant reforms after news broke of an alleged sexual assault and out-of-court settlement involving members of the 2018 World Junior Hockey Team. With us this Tuesday evening is lawyer and Graham James, assault survivor. He is author of I Am Nobody, confronting the sexual abusive coach who stole my life, Greg Gilholy.
1: Greg, how are you, by the way? How
0: are you doing?
1: (laughs) I, I have good days and I have bad days. The good days far outnumber the bad days, and that's not always the way it, it was. So it's better. Good to know. Um,
0: if you're the executive at Hockey Canada and you're looking to not necessarily survive this intact, but to get out of this, yeah.
1: do you think that's possible? Uh, It's possible. I don't think it should be possible. And and again, I don't think these are bad people, but I think these are are people who were in way over their head who who made fatal mistakes. And the the institution of hockey should not be put through something like this. And so when Hockey Canada finds out that something happened, and and clearly something happened that night, whether it was legal, illegal, consensual, non-consensual, something awful happened that night to the point where uh, the police were involved And now there's a civil lawsuit flying out there and uh, Hockey Canada settles it, believing that something significantly wrong took place. If you were an executive, what you should be doing first and foremost is be laser like focused on trying to find out what happened while being fair to the woman who has come forward with her story, while not letting any of the team members off the hook. And I'm not just talking about the guys who are in the room, but any of the team members. Because the hockey culture is what it is, unfortunately. But that also means that in this instance, you've got a group of people who know what happened. And all it takes is for one person to come forward with the truth or with snippets of the truth or with bits of the truth or with a little more than one of the players' lawyers is ever going to want you to say for everything to start unwinding
0: if you're a hockey candidate when this comes about are you holding a news conference are you telling people about this
1: i think you have to right and again because uh, whenever someone tries to hide something or keep something from the public especially when it comes to something as high profile as the national junior hockey team you're only asking for trouble because sooner or later the information gets out. And in this instance, it took several years for the information to reach beyond its, its little hidden bubble. But information always gets out. So it's always in your interest to be focused on getting to the truth and being open with the public, remembering that there are taxpayer dollars flowing into this organization. And the last thing you can do is to be seen as breaking that bond with the public.
0: This is now in the court of public opinion. And the court of public opinion is not very sympathetic. Others that I have talked to have said, well, you know, it's hockey. Um, It's hockey. You're going to have a hard time changing that hockey culture. You're going to have a hard time in this country changing this. How does change begin? in your view, because we're still having that conversation, Greg.
1: Yeah. And and the thing is, change begins with changing the people. I mean, the person who replaced Tom Rennie, I understand, is a wonderful man, but he's been with Hockey Canada for three decades. Glenn McCurdy, who is in charge of risk management for Hockey Canada, had been there for three decades. You've got hockey lifers instilled in hockey culture running Hockey Canada and they are not necessarily exposed to the ways of the world and what it's like to be running a major organization in 2022. And that's a real problem. And hockey culture, it's going to take time to change. How many decades was Don Cherry, the, the voice of, of hockey throughout Canada uh, after the first period? Uh, Ron mclean how many, how many more years? God bless Ron McLean, wonderful guy. But how many more years are we going to have to listen to him be the voice of the NHL uh, it, it, it's time for a change and you've got to change the people to change the culture and if not if not you're going to get more of the same I mean look if 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 I wanted to run a national organization like a hockey team I would hire hockey lifers and that's what you got here and so you got an organization that did what they thought was best for hockey Canada and the Jersey and not necessarily what it was uh, incumbent upon them to do to, to be truthful with the Canadian people, to be truthful with the Canadian government, helping to fund them to be truthful with the sponsors and more importantly, to be fair to the victim who, who came forward. And can you imagine the pressure that this woman was under? I mean, she wanted to go home with one of the guys, you know, and, and, and that that's fair, If you had asked her early in the evening while sober if she had planned on having sex with eight guys, I can absolutely guarantee you whatever she says on video at 3.30 in the morning drunk, she did not want to have sex with eight guys that night. We all know that. I mean, just at a commonsensical level, we all know that. So then when this issue comes up within the walls of Hockey Canada, Hockey Canada should be saying, oh my goodness, we've got a problem. We've got to come clean with everybody right now. We should not be finding out about this in 2022.
0: Greg, I appreciate your perspective. I appreciate your insights in this. Thank you so very much for
1: joining us. Thanks for having me on tonight.